0: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. No more Northwestern jokes at the top of the show. Tony None. Tony Kornheiser understood. how the Bears do? They stink. I mean, does everybody name Matt, who is a head football coach? Is, are they all brain dead? Well, what is the deal on Matt, who is head football coach? We got back-to-back Matts, and they both stink when it comes to offensive, Football. They stink. And the, the guys good you have ain't a to judge on
2: this after four games. Four games. You got the guys stinking. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Eagles are four and The Dak Les Cowboys win again. The Mets get swept. But we begin today with the Buffalo Bills coming back from a 20-3 deficit and beating Baltimore in Baltimore on a last-second field goal 23-20. With four minutes to go. And the score tied at 20, Baltimore coach John Harbaugh declined to take a 19-yard field goal. Went for the touchdown from the two-yard line. Lamar Jackson was intercepted. Ravens ended up losing by three. Wilbon, are you pinning this loss on Harbaugh?
0: No. No. I'm going to pin it on the Ravens. This is the second time they've you know, blown a 17-point lead, Tony. They don't play well at home. I think they've lost a couple, and going back to last year, like three or four straight at home. I don't understand that. But no, I'm not. No, no, no. I don't need to blame anybody. As I told you earlier this morning on your podcast, I I didn't go red zone on that game. That was the game of the day for me. I watched that whole game. And I didn't like the play called down there when you got Lamar Jackson. And so, but I thought going going for the touchdown from the two then, in that context, was the right move, Tony. I thought it said it. You know, on my text chain, I'm going back and forth with people saying, kick the field goal. They're like, no, go for the touchdown here when you got that dynamic quarterback. It didn't work. I know it's a results based business. I'm going right. to right. I'm gonna give some credit to Buffalo. I'm going to give some credit to Buffalo. And I'm not going to say that Harbaugh should be, you know, fired or even put in jail because of the call he made. So I generally like when people go for it.
2: But when you miss it, there's an accounting. Yes. You have to yes. say. This yes. is what happened, and, and maybe I made the wrong call. I think if you get the field goal there, it changes the way Buffalo plays. There is a psychological difference playing in a tie game with really nothing to lose and playing when you're behind and having to get down the field and having to get a field goal to tie. So I might have gone the other way on that. Baltimore has now blown two games at home. They should be 4-0, and oh, yep. and they are 2-2. Two and two. And sometimes you can't make up these losses – Last year, I think I have this right. I think they started 8-3, and three, and they lost six in a row, five of which, Mike, were decided by three points or fewer, yeah. and two of which, I believe, Harbaugh went for the win so and Jackson, didn't go for Lamar the tie. Lamar Jackson was hurt so
0: most of those. So I, I, I there's of a history
2: that. there. Yeah. I'm not going to be tremendously critical of John Harbaugh because he's won a Super Bowl. I mean, you win a Super Bowl, you get the right to make choices like this. I will say this, though. Buffalo should feel great today. Buffalo and Kansas City. They lost last week. They went on the road Bounce this back. week against good Tough teams. opponents, yes. Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Good teams. And they won those games. They reestablished yep. themselves as the best teams in the Agreed. AFC. They Agreed, did. They no feel question. Great.
0: Yeah. Over in the NFC East, the Giants beat the Bears, as you know, I'm upset about that. And the Eagles and Cowboys continue to roll. Philly's the league's only 4-0 team after coming back from 14 down to beat the Jaguars. And Cooper Rush led the Cowboys past the Commanders for their third straight win since Dak Prescott went down, Tony, which was the biggest win in the NFC East. Your division. So your the, correct answer,
2: the correct answer is the Eagles had the biggest win. Why? Because they stand... They stand alone yeah. in the league in terms of being undefeated. Yeah. They're 4-0. They came back, as you say, from 14 down and outscored Jacksonville. Pretty good team, 29-7 after that. They hounded Trevor Lawrence into four fumbles and an interception. So what my head tells me is that it's the Eagles. But Mike, I'm going to be honest, in my heart, I feel it's the Cowboys. Yeah. I feel it's Cooper Rush now going 3-0 and yes. with that particular squad. And I understand that they haven't beaten great teams. On Monday night, Giants weren't a great team. Washington is a terrible team. But their division games, they tend to be closer. Look, everybody said the same thing, Mike. Everybody said when Dak Prescott went out, they were going to yes. sink like a rock. Yes. And this guy, Cooper Rush, has kept them afloat and saved their season. He's got four touchdown passes. He's got no picks. He's been
0: rock-solid steady. You know, so in my heart, it's the Cowboys doing that. Tony, it is the Cowboys. The answer to the question is the Cowboys. And that defense, by the way, which continues to be stellar. But, Tone, yeah. when the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott, you and I, we pulled out a, a, a figuratively a casket that day on the Cowboys and their season. We pronounce them dead. R-I-P, yeah. Cowboys. Right. And they, they, yeah. this guy has won these games. And now they don't have to rush Dak Prescott back in there. He can sit at least one week. And so that's the deal. I mean, I, I, I think it's the Cowboys tone. Look, I got if I was doing a power rate ranking, and I told you this morning on your podcast about this too, the Eagles would be one for me. I know the AFC may be tougher. That's not yeah. the question. Best team yeah. in the league, rank them, starting with one. Philadelphia Eagles, one. And so, yeah. I, so I'm not going right. to try to diminish what they did yeah. against the Jaguars' tone, but come on now, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys being 3-0 right. in the games. Zach, your ranking system, the Wilbon Power Index, yes. the
2: WPI as the Eagles first. I just will say this one more thing about Cooper Rush. If this was track, he ran his leg at a relay, now he's going to yes. hand the baton off. Yeah. They didn't lose any ground when he ran his leg at a relay. And, and I know you hate the Cowboys, but I'm glad you're giving them credit. Let's oh, move absolutely. to baseball. The defending world champions played like it this weekend. Atlanta beat the Mets three straight. on well, you talked about Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer giving the Mets a big advantage over everyone. Well, Atlanta beat both of
0: them back-to-back. How do you think this sweep will affect the Mets? Well, Tony, I, you know, I wondered about that. Um just psychologically and emotionally, where does this leave the Mets? Does it affect them at all? I mean, sometimes we get carried away and we pronounce things at the end of the regular season and how it's going to carry into the playoffs and it doesn't carry into the playoffs no matter what the team is. We've seen teams look bad at the end of the regular season in pro football. They get to week one of the playoffs and they start a roll. Yeah, they're great. So, you know, I I don't know that I want to go against DeGrom and Scherzer. I understand they gave up home runs. Neither was effective. They lost. And I thought at least one of them would win. I really thought both of them would win. And now you've got to get them ready for the wild card series. They got to pitch. Now That's they right. should be able to That's go right. games one and they two, will. but they got to go. Yeah, they'll be fun. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. But, you know, this was a result I wasn't expecting. The Braves have looked like champions since the All Star break, and particularly like all of August and all of September. They look like that's the right. champs they are. Yeah. And the Mets have had this history Let's give, of sort of choking. So this arises again. Well, the Mets, it's I don't know why you say the Mets have a history of choking since they have two world championships. 2007, that's a long time ago, last hundred years long time than ago. the Chicago Cubs have. Long
2: time ago. One more than the Cubs. The Cubs have that's won since the Mets. Team. I know that. Yeah, yeah, but they got one uh, in the last hundred years and uh, the Mets have two. So let me go backwards here on the Braves. I watched parts of all of these games. They were all good games. The Braves were down in a couple of these games, and they came back. Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson each had a home run in each of these three clutch. games. That is really clutch. And they beat multiple-time Cy Young winners, so they deserve all the good stuff. In terms of what you're talking about since a particular time in the season, this year, they're 76-32 and 32 since June 1st. Last year... They were below 500 in July, and they closed 38-18. and Atlanta closes like a freight train. Will it affect the Mets? The Mets get the Washington Nationals, the worst team in baseball, for the next three games. They will be able to set up their rotation. But, Mike, the Mets are a 98-win team. They got more wins than the Yankees. And this, they got humbled. They got humbled in
0: Atlanta. Handled and humbled. Do you think it'll they affect did. them? Do you think emotionally yes. this will be baggage? Yes. To ki- okay, we, I think we yes. sort of agree on that. I okay. don't know how
2: much, but right. sure, it just yep. happened. Yep. Let's take a break. Coming up, what does the Dolphins
0: firing of their neurologist tell Ugh. us about the handling Ugh. of Tua? And how should Aaron Rodgers and the Packers feel about scraping by Bailey Zappi and the Patriots? I'd never heard of and Bailey Zappy. missed the yesterday. opportunity.
2: Well, nobody heard of him. They missed the opportunity by not naming him Zippy Zappy. Yeah.
0: That's the way to go. No,
1: that's Bailey you, Zappy, you know. When you saw him. Pardon you- the interruption is presented by The Refreshing Taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour.
3: uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you, and it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com/pti. That's amazon.com/pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, brought to you by Twisted Tea, part of Happy Hour.
2: Trying to find out what's moving the multitudes. Let me see what's first here. Let's get the top Hill time. One. Let's read it. The handwriting is so small. The neurologist who evaluated two against the Bills has been dismissed. What does that indicate to you?
0: Well, you know in the culture we live in now, the blame game is going to be played to the highest level. Um, and this guy is getting receiving the blame. He's being blamed for the second Tua injury. Um, and that's that's. To me, <laughs> this is a one-line thing. They were going to blame him. Now, Tony, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the, the, the Players Association and management. These things and these people who do, who are in these roles now, this is collectively bargained. And so the Players Association had the, the right to sort of throw this guy out, to blame him and get him fired, have him dismissed, and they've done that. Does yeah. it mean football players aren't yeah. going to get injured? I mean, you do the best you can, and I don't know if this is the best they could do or not, but if if people think the players aren't going to be injured and there aren't going to be on-field things that look awful, they're sadly mistaken. As I often say when this happens, then go play golf, damn it. Not that you play, you do the best you can, and you play football, and people are going to get injured, sometimes bad. Yeah, there was a
2: clamor to get rid of somebody, and they threw this guy off the back of the train. It's as simple as that. I hope he's not being a scapegoat here. I hope there's sufficient Legitimate evidence. Yeah. But I'll say this, Mike. I'm not a medical doctor, and I don't know what the protocol is, and I don't know what is said in the tent. I don't know what is said. Right. Right. And I'm pretty sure nobody at ESPN or Fox or NBC or CBS knows what's being said either. But there was a just a
0: howling to get
2: rid of somebody. Yeah.
0: And that's what happened. And let's see, what happens if somebody gets hurt next week? And it can even be the same circumstance. What, what are you, you going to go fire that person too? How should the Packers feel about their overtime win over the Patriots? See, there's one key word in that question, only one that matters, win. They won the game. I mean, you know, the, the Packers aren't the 2007 Patriots or the 85 Bears. They're not that. They're not going to run. They lost the week, the opener. They're not going to go 15-2 uh, and two now. They're not. They're not that great. They won a game at home. They should be relieved. Rodgers can tell everybody, all the cheese heads to relax. And they go about their business. They won a game in the National Football League. They should feel pretty good while trying to be better the next week.
2: Yeah. So the Patriots, who aren't a good team, really – pounded Aaron Rodgers in the first half. Aaron Rodgers had a rating of 11.2. That's the worst rating he's ever had in a half in his entire career. He threw a pick six, only his fourth pick six. You know, they won the game. You're right. But on the other side, somebody named Zappy is moving the chains. Somebody nobody ever heard of is moving the chains. And that goes to overtime. They're three and one and they haven't looked good. Now they got a soft spot coming up. They got the Giants, the Jets and Washington, and maybe they'll be all right in the same way we think the Mets may be all right, you know, the next time. But the Packers have to look at themselves right now and think, this isn't as smooth as we thought it was going to be. Well, Aaron Rodgers said that. He said this is not Not sustainable. And there's
0: going to be, and should be, that sort of self-examination and criticism, because people are getting paid a lot of money, and in Green Bay they expect to win. Although... You know, again, dynasty of one. I mean, it's not like Rodgers has won five or six of these things, even on some really good teams that have gotten close. The Packers are fine. Can I say it for him since he's not here? Relax. Last one.
2: Is it too soon for the Steelers to start Kenny Pickett over Mitch Trubisky?
0: No. I mean, neither one of these guys is Terry Bradshaw or Ben Roethlisberger. You put them out there, they got a couple of quarterbacks. Maybe they have one. Maybe they have none. You find out. You play them both. I mean, it, would Mitch Trubisky, they had a statue of him out in the parking lot in Pittsburgh and Heinz No, they don't. No. So you no, play whoever no, no. you play that you think will give you an advantage in that week. Now, I mean, Pickett didn't play all that great. He threw at least, what, two, two interceptions or three. So three. we don't know that he – and, and, and Tomlin has not really shown his hand about what he's going to do next week. And you know what? He doesn't have to. So you play who you play, you coach him up, you get somebody ready to start Sunday. It's not too soon to start him because you're not sitting down Ben
2: Roethlisberger or Terry Bradshaw. You're sitting down Mitch Trubisky, who means nothing to the people in Pittsburgh. Nothing. They don't know him from Mitch McConnell. And this kid went to Pitt, and everybody wants to see him play. Now, he scored two touchdowns running, which was exciting. He threw three picks. Which was exciting in the same way. Mikey threw the ball 13 times. None of them hit the ground. His team caught 10. The other team caught three. I mean, they want to see this kid play. They're not a good team, Pittsburgh. They're not a good team. No, they're not. Here's what they got next. This is tough. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Philadelphia. If this kid gets through that without being psychologically scarred, he'll he'll probably be all right. Huh? It's okay to play him. Enough female. Let's take one last break. Still to come, does Will Lutz's double doink deserve to be
0: connected to your boy, Cody Parkey's double doink? Uh, no. And the White Sox and that Tony Larusa experiment, that appears to be done. Appears to be. Completely predictable that they would fire
2: the doctor.
1: Right? Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. Pardon the interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly, part of Happy Hour.
2: Happy time, people. Happy 41st birthday, Zlatan Ibrahimović. At his advanced age, the Zlatan is still playing in the top Italian league for AC Milan. Though he's currently rehabbing a knee injury, the Zlatan has scored over 570 goals. He scored in each of the last four decades. He's played for Ajax, Juventus, Inter Milan, Barcelona, and Paris Saint-Germain. He was a title holder all over Europe. Zlatan made over 100 appearances for the Swedish national team, and he's Sweden's all-time leading scorer with 62 goals. His 30-yard bicycle kick in 2013 for Sweden against England is considered one of the great goals of all time. When Zlatan joined the Los Angeles Galaxy, he scored in his first game. He later came on the PTI show, and he killed it!
0: Why are you calling him the Zlatan, first of all? Second of all, I like it. Tony was in the studio in that clip. That must have been like seven years ago. And Tony, usually when a great European player comes to America and plays in the, you know, MLS or the NASL, that's it, right? They're done. That's right. He that's went back right. and he's playing at a high level as he you mentioned. AC Milan. I mean, impressively, yeah. impressively. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Steve Carlton.
2: On this day, 50 years ago. The future Hall of Fame left-hander won his 27th game of the season as the Phillies, <coughs> excuse me, beat the Cubs 11-1. That season, the Phillies had only 59 victories. Carlton had 27 of them. Carlton was 27 and 10 with a 1.97 ERA. He had 41 starts. He went the distance in 30 of them. Carlton had eight shutouts. He pitched 346 innings, 310 strikeouts. Great pitchers have great seasons. Colfax had them. Gibson had them. Palmer, receiver. But my recollection is most of the time they pitched on good teams. Carlton pitched on a last-place team. He won almost half their games himself. Mike, it has to be in the conversation for the greatest season ever, right?
0: There's no question, Tony. By the way, you left out purposely, I'm sure, my man Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson, Arthur Jenkins, who I think 267 complete games. But, Tony, the only guys I think of out there now in that group, that peer group, are Verlander and Scherzer. Like, if, if, if they had to go out there and have maybe not 23 complete games like, like, like Jenkins had that year, they'd have enough complete games. They'd be warriors. They'd stay out there. They'd go through the lineup a third time. They would tell some assistant general manager lackey boy to get the hell out of the dugout and stay away from the decision-making. Yeah. Those two guys. But, Tony, there's no more guys like Carlton. Baseball was exciting. Pitchers yeah. were stars. I'm, I'm going to add, add gonna one guy. Post. I'm going to add one guy. Who else? Clayton Kershaw.
2: Clayton Kershaw. Uh, No, Kershaw's not with them. Happy Trails, Tony La Russa. The Hall of Fame manager announced this evening he will no longer manage the Chicago White Sox, and indeed, he will retire. La Russa, who turns 78 tomorrow, managed the White Sox to the playoffs last year after agreeing to come back at the request of his old friend Jerry Reinsdorf, who always regretted firing him 36 years ago. But the White Sox underperformed this year and were stuck in neutral when La Russa took leave from his managerial duties in late August to attend to a health issue. It's reported that doctors advised Larusa not to manage again. LaRusso won championships with Oakland and St. Louis, could reportedly remain in the White Sox organization.
0: Well, Tony, Throat you know, tough. his sort of run as a terrific manager did start in Chicago uh, with the White Sox. You know, in, in 1983, they might have been the best team. They didn't win. But, but Tony, the White Sox were the biggest disappointment in baseball this season a lineup loaded and totally underachieving, and that falls at the feet of the manager, who's in the Hall of Fame. So it doesn't—it's it, a footnote to his career, but it, it, it happened now.
2: Thank you for talking. I had to drink water; my throat is parched. Let's Good. go to the big finish. Let's do it. Saints kicker Will Lutz double doinked a
0: 61-yarder as the Saints lost to the Vikings. Flashbacks to your boy Cody Parkey? No, Cody Parkey was like 41 or 44 yards. and It was a playoff game. No. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs beat Tom Brady and the Bucs. Did you find that significant? Yes, in the way that Buffalo's win was
2: significant. They reestablished themselves as powerful teams. Kansas City was never threatened in that game. Wisconsin fired head
0: coach Paul Chris. Is that justifiable? It's so unbelievably arrogant and stupid. And I hope this backfires on the cheeseheads who don't normally make arrogant, stupid decisions. Ben Simmons is going to play against the Sixers in Brooklyn tonight preseason, but are you intrigued?
2: No. If it was in Philadelphia, maybe. No, I'm not. Last one. Padres and Mariners, Finch playoff first. Phillies can do it tonight against the Astros. Do you
0: like their chances? Ah, uh, you Phillies, they're too uptown. They're, they're going to wind up winning, but I, I ain't rooting for Philly or Milwaukee. Not me. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time. Harry Coolidge, shout-out belated birthday. I'm Mike Wilbur. On the same time tomorrow on Knuckleheads, so now to get you to Monday Night Football here, Susie Calber and the Countdown Crew.
1: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two,